Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, September 13th. Is that a spooky date? Wednesday 13th? Wednesday the 13th? I don't think yeah. so. Uh, <laughs> welcome my co-host Daniel. Welcome everyone and welcome back to you guys to the podcast. Thanks for thanks for joining us yet again uh, as we venture back into our podcast with a little break here. Yeah, we took a break last week. That's my fault because I had scheduled a tattoo appointment. Tattoo appointment, right? Yeah. On your face? Uh <laughs> I'm. I got um, damaged across my forehead. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know that's from yeah, from a <laughs> Joker. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're back. My tattoo was on my inner arm, upper inner arm. Like what do you call it? Bicep, armpit. Yeah, in your armpit, right? Kind of, kind of close to the armpit. Yeah. And uh, I'll say it was not comfortable. Not. Oh, it hurt. What are you saying? Uh, like it's not unbearable pain. It tingled. But it was a pain. Like there's a low amount of pain really like uh, what does it feel like because i just imagine it's a bunch of prickles like yeah you know just like but uh, like a bunch of them at once yes and does it just wear <laughs> down because you're there for how many hours mine was like six seven hours but that's not the longest you've sat and got a tattoo before right is it i think i've gone like eight hours so i just imagine after wear and tear of eight hours of those needles sticking yeah. in it's gonna be a bit annoying bit of yes painful and honestly it wasn't that big of a tattoo mm-hmm. i've got bigger pieces before that uh didn't feel like anything like it felt like it was drawing on my arm whereas this time i could feel like the needle it's just a specific spot on it yeah, it's a sensitive area oh and in the armpit i mean it's like yeah you get it's you get tickled there okay, it's <laughs> not the armpit it's like the arm right before the armpit right 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 <laughs> it looks good i really like your the tattoo of your face on your arm <laughs> you're like steve-o oh, man uh I'm almost done. I'm doing a whole arm sleeve. I'm guessing I have two more sessions. Really still? I thought this, I really thought this was the last one for that arm. Because that area is more sensitive. You don't want to do a lot in that area in one time. I see. Okay. Okay. You really, I thought you were like getting it two characters, but you got one this time. Yeah. Just cause like you didn't want to do too much. Okay. And I think you could tell that I was feeling it towards the end because the first half I'm like, okay, I'm we're chatting and I'm watching uh, TV. Yeah. And by the second half, I'm just there with my eyes closed, like not talking. Were you sleeping? Is it, is it, is it painful enough where you can't fall asleep? Cause you could fall asleep in any scenario knowing you. It was like in between him getting more ink, I could fall asleep <laughs> in bet- uh, quick 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 second to fall asleep um yeah i think you can fall asleep at the dentist with your mouth open it's primed uh position for snoring that's how i sleep <laughs> with a dentist in your mouth <laughs> but uh we're back now we're gonna yeah. catch up on everything uh, everything that we missed uh what did you do while we were out uh basically nothing i think we had like a family party yeah while you were there was it labor day it was labor day weekend yeah uh it was like a family picnic gotta see the cousins again yeah i was telling them why you weren't there you were getting your tattoo if i didn't if i skipped that session i would have lost my deposit so which would have been what a couple hundred dollars yikes so uh yes i would rather go get the tattoo then then to wish grandma a happy birthday because it was her <laughs> birthday <laughs> picnic <laughs> Um, I I wonder who was in more pain, you or me. <laughs> 
I mean, I told everyone that that's what you're doing yeah. while you're on all the way in LA to get this done. Yeah. They're like, oh, brother. Really? Yeah. We have other relatives with tattoos. That's true. That's we have true. an uncle that got tattoos like a bunch in one sitting. It was kind of, yeah, <laughs> out of nowhere. He got our, our aunt's tat- uh, name as a tattoo. And the aunt was like, why did you even do that? I don't care about this. <laughs> it looked like he went to prison for like a day and came out. Yeah. He came out like Mugatu from <laughs> those are not Those are not temporary. You can't rub those off with rubbing alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I thought it was cool because he got a lot. I know. I, I thought it was pretty cool. He seemed like a. He seems like he's like an intern for a biker gang because <laughs> he doesn't have a lot yet. <laughs> you think you'd ever get a tattoo? I've uh, you know I've considered it. I don't think I have anything solid in my head. It's like I need to get it, so I'm not gonna get it. Right? I need something I really want first. Mm. Oh, is that what you should do? Probably. Yeah. My, I've thought about the areas. Maybe my my lower back. <laughs> <laughs> What about, aren't you into like Pokemon? Yeah, I could do that, but I don't know if I want that. I don't know where I'd put that where it'd be cool. I don't know. I don't know if I care about Lower a Pokemon back. or a Yu-Gi-Oh character or card or whatever that I want. I don't know. That's that's my childhood. I don't know if I would get that yet. Hmm. Well, I got my childhood tattooed on I me. know, exactly. So, uh, I don't know. You know, a lot of people get Harry Potter tattoos. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I also don't know if I want to. Is it really painful? Like, was this the most painful This tattoo? is the most painful. And I'll say, like, it's a low threshold. Like, it's not unbearable. It's very bearable. It's very, like, you know, some people probably won't even feel it, but I felt it. Okay. All but right. the rest of my arm was fine. It's just tickles. I, it's I hear, like someone's drawing on you with a pen. That's not bad then. Yeah. I've done that before. Okay. I hear it's like all about how the tattoo artist positions you, right? And like, I remember sure, those maybe. tattoo shows, it's like that yeah. how they lay you down. Okay. Is, it depends on how much it hurts. I don't know. I, I, I'm, um, because it's long, like hours long. Yeah. I'm like fully laid down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he has like a pad. On the side where I put my arm, and then he's just you know, drawing on my arm. Okay, all right. I hear the way they practice is they tattoo on pig skin. I think that's one way. I wonder if you reused one for for you. Mm, yeah. <laughs> when the did, did your tattoo smell like bacon afterwards? If I want to remove this, can I just replace my skin with pig skin on top? Yes. Get a graph <laughs> done. <laughs> no, get it tattooed on the pig first, and then. Oh, that's not how that's you do so it. So easy. Oh, you just, I'm over here like a sucker getting all this pain. We need to go on Shark Tank for this. <laughs> I think we got something here really going. Um, yeah, well, we're back. Uh, why don't you explain how the show works? Here at Reader Copy Podcast, let me uh, run it down one more time. We have a, the comic book news that we run in for the beginning part. At the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. Today, we're talking about Jonah Hex, Two Gun Mojo. At the end, we'll talk about the side stories where we just uh, catch you guys up on what we've been watching, reading, any uh, fun stuff we've done uh, since we've been gone. Yeah, definitely fun stuff for side stories. Stay tuned for that. Uh, But let's get into the news. Again, with the strike still happening. Yeah. We got the writer's strike. We got the uh, actor's strike. Uh, I think there's going to be more strikes. There's rumors of like, um, uh, what is like video game industry people striking. Video game industry. Yeah. I mean, that industry is like ripe for just like drama. Yeah. You know, you just, there's always uh, some type of news behind the scenes. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's uh, too many dudes. Right. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, 
that's one industry I always thought it would be the animators. I don't know if they have a union or not, but that's gotta like that seems like yeah. such a animators and a CGI people. Right. I think the Marvel's VFX company they're like unionizing now. Okay. Yeah, which is like Disney. That's what they use, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what do you call that crunch when it's like the period right before release and they just like work you to death to get oh, it out? Oh, right, right before the deadline or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's what it sounds like. It's no it's sleeping in the studio type of thing. Exactly. So yeah. while all this is happening and the people are striking, uh, no news is official. I don't think because it's not legal to they can't say that it's done. So everything's still a rumor. But I will say, like I have been saying, I would say these rumors are true. You believe in them? I kind of believe them. Yeah. 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 Uh, first off, this rumor for Fantastic Forecasting, not any of the uh, Fantastic Four, but the villain. Uh, well, this is for Doctor Doom. There's a rumored a scoop out that it is that the role has at least been offered to Josh Hartnett. Really? Yeah, that's that seemed like an oddball choice to me out of nowhere. I see him on something once every ten years. Yeah, but you don't forget his name or his face. I guess. I, but still, the, the connections of Victor Von Doom, Josh Hartnett. You, I don't see it. Right. I he's very um uh, I don't know low key actor i don't see him doing anything big like big as in like stealing the scene big right that's true i uh i remember him when he was like doing like college age movies or whatever like right. he's like kind of like a soft-spoken guy yeah and then you see yeah you see him in every once in a while he's in a penny dreadful the tv show oh, he's in that yeah that's that. like the main character i think oh, okay um and then he's in oppenheimer oh he is and that that role made me consider oh he could be a good fit what does he play in oppenheimer so instead of like the physicist, whatever, I think he's more like the engineer at the university that Oppenheimer works at. Okay. Like engineering professor. All right. And so he's like the American where Oppenheimer is like the European kind of kind of character. Sure. And he did seem more confident of a person in that than I've seen him in other roles. Mm. So I could see him maybe turning the tide there. And also he's buff for no reason. Oh, really? You look buffer. Yeah. Really? Because the last thing I've seen him in is the most recent season of Black Mirror. Yeah. He's in one episode there. And I was watching it. And I was like, it's just more Josh Hartnett. Like more of what I know him to be, which is kind of like the subdued character. There's a point where he maybe rages a little bit, but it's still not, I don't see it as like a villain. Right. Yeah. But he was pretty confident in the beginning of that episode. And that's what kind of you expect from Dr. Doom. Okay. Kind of right. braggadocious. Yeah. Um, Dr. Doom is the leader of a fictional Eastern European country. So I would expect him to have an Eastern European accent. That's true. Will Mr. Hartnett be able to pull that off? I mean, considering like um, Scarlett Johansson's Eastern European accent, I thought <laughs> like, I think they're just, <laughs> forget it. It doesn't matter, you know? Sure. I think I think they. It's not a huge deal if he's just uh, sounds American. Mm. I mean, he studies in America in college, like the character yeah. Victor Von Doom. Yeah, he's also supposed to be, also be a super genius, like Reed Richards. So maybe he's younger right. when he moved and studied here. So, um, if you remember the fan or not fan, like rumored casting for Fantastic Four that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, it was like um, it was a Vanessa Kirby, uh, the guy from Stranger Things, and Matt Smith of Doctor Who fame. Okay, and it was like they got. All these British actors to play the Americans. 
and right. we got this American guy rumored to play the Eastern European character. The one Latvian that we know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he looks different enough from so Matt Smith. Yeah. So, I mean, they have to have a contrast to the way they look, right? Okay, I guess. I, that's what I think of when you just think the prototypical. Yeah. Reed Richards and Doctor Doom. He's also gonna be under the mask the whole time. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, they could go with an, a lot of different ways with this. Like yeah. the original movie, Doctor Doom looks like the character, but I don't know if you ever filled out the role. He looks, he looks like a carbon copy, I think, of the character. Sure. And in the second version, I mean, it's like the modern age Doctor Doom, weird hacker guy. Yeah, I was not a fan of anything there. <laughs> right. So I don't, I don't know if I'm feeling it, but Josh Hartnett, I think he's a good actor at least. Yeah, I, I just um, don't see him. If anything, maybe I could have saw him as Reed Richards. Okay. All right. Maybe. maybe. Like I could have seen them. I could see him and Matt Smith switching roles. Wow. Really? I I guess based on Matt Smith, like House of Dragons character, he could be yeah. kind of villainous. Yeah. And I wonder if it's just like we don't want to do the same thing over and over. Okay. 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 The, the actors themselves. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I don't know if I saw it right away, but after a while, maybe I'm seeing more of the Doctor Doom in Josh Hartnett. I I wonder. Like people are complaining a lot about Marvel, right? Pretty much Marvel. Anything. Disney people are complaining about. Yeah, it's true. Um, there's no shortage of that. But if we go back and think about early like phase one Marvel, people were already complaining then about casting and yet now we love it. Like, remember when Chris Evans was cast as Captain America? I don't know. I didn't even know the character Captain America that well. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like we know like Marvel, those Marvel characters weren't the hottest yeah. Marvel characters. At the time, yeah. Now they're hot. <laughs> yes. But I remember people saying like, Human Torch is playing Captain America. Oh, yeah. The guy from another teen movie is playing Captain America. It was laughed at. And right. now they're crying over this guy. <laughs> right. Okay. So maybe we're going to be doing that later on. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Josh Hartnett... Is he older now? Like I get from when Chris Evans started the role, I guess. If you're, we, we, there's like an age range Marvel tries yeah. to get for these actors. Yeah, I do think he's older than when they cast like Chris Evans at his age. Yeah, and I think Doctor Doom needs to have a presence to him. I, yeah. I guess Reed Richards too. Like they're they both should be kind of mature characters. In my mind, they're taking over kind of like the space that maybe like Tony Stark and Doctor Strange would be like leaving. Hmm. Right, they're gonna be somewhat the new faces of Marvel for a while until like maybe X-Men time. Yeah, that's it's it's like the holdover until X-Men stuff. And uh, what I w- would want to see is Doctor Doom is not always just the bad guy. Sure. I kind of want to see like where he has his own, he has a country, whole country he has to care about. Right. But maybe he has to do some good stuff now and then and, you know, have be a figure, especially when we get to Secret sure. Wars. I mean, in, um, in the comics, the citizens of his country love him right yeah yeah they adore he's him. like a super villain all the other countries hate <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So, um, yeah, I would like to see that in the movies, really focus on um, the character, not just like being a supervillain. Right now, I feel like Kang is just a supervillain. Yeah. Yeah. That's my feeling too. Yeah. Um, So I don't care that much about him. Yeah. There's no buy-in yet. Yeah. Whereas Doctor Doom is a character, like, I feel like you want buy-in. Some, somewhat. He he has a point. Um, He's almost like Magneto. Okay. Yeah. 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 The bad guy that you can maybe see his point. Uh, They also said he's not going to be the main villain of Fantastic Four 1. He's going to 
be like a later maybe um possible end credit easter egg oh, okay. character and then mm. he's but it's like he's the one doing all the machinations for the events of fantastic four one well i don't want to retroactively spoil anything but i think there was um, plans to introduce him a while ago it just with all this stuff happening and being pushed back they didn't do it but i think there was room for him to premiere already um earlier in this phase wow really yeah i heard um plot leaks about it but that just didn't come to fruition mm-hmm. okay okay but again with all these strikes and everything happening everything's getting pushed back i feel like it's um 2020 all over again um the marvel slate of disney plus shows are getting pushed back and we have some dates new dates for a lot of these upcoming shows uh looks like um i think loki is holding strong and october 6th can't wait for that uh what if is coming out christmas time this year still okay those are i'm really excited for uh loki looks great maybe maybe that'll make me care for king oh yeah yeah Yeah. when we get other variants of him yeah but um earlier when they announced the echo series a spinoff of hawkeye that was supposed to be november of this year that's getting pushed to i believe like sometime january of 24 okay still don't know how i feel about the show what should i be expecting but we'll see um, here's a callback to your childhood, X-Men 97. Yes. Uh, originally set for fall 2023 is now in early 2024. Okay. I, honestly, like, that's not too far away. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. You're okay with it? You know, make sure it's right. Yes. Are the voice actors on strike? I, they probably are, right? I don't know. <laughs> Um, and then Agatha, that show for some reason is happening. It's getting pushed back like almost a year. Wow. It's going to be in the fall of 24 now. And I don't know what to expect from there. I, I think you could kind of get hints of these shows coming out being bigger clues to like the bigger characters. Yes. So I think Agatha, they're making a show about that because um, Scarlet Witch will return. Will return. Okay. In the I, movies, I guess. Yeah. A lead in. Yeah. I could also see it again as, um, you know, returning the kid characters to maybe also aging them up somehow. Right. Because it just seems like a lot of Marvel stuff, it's set up for the young iterations of the characters recently. And I think this is that, just the more, you know? <laughs> um, but also that show's like gone through a lot of iterations. Like first it was called House of Harkness. Yeah. And Agatha Coven of Chaos. And now it looks like it's Agatha Darkhold Diaries. So Okay. So it's like a teen drama now. That's what I want to see. Like... <laughs> Clarissa knows it all. What is this called? <laughs> With Agatha. It works. She's just talking to the camera. <laughs> Um, and then there's three shows that were, I think, in like pre-production, but because of the strike, they just halted. So I don't think we're going to get dates for those anytime soon. But uh, Ironheart, Daredevil Born Again, and the Wonder Man series are all kind of like just on pause. They just all like dropped in the whatever status they were in, right? They're off the schedule at least. Yeah. They'll pick up again when the strike ends. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Do you think the strike will go on through the year? This year? Um, yes. Was that this just a couple months, four months? I think it will. And um, I, I honestly, I'm not keeping up with the status. They're not just openly saying what how the negotiations work. I wonder what friend mm. is doing. <laughs> <laughs> The nanny. Yeah. Uh, I heard some studio execs saying like, we want to work with them to make a deal or whatever. Some uh, execs, I think it's, I forgot who it was, Warner Brothers maybe or so. I forget who it was, but like they like stopped all their deals with, with their creators. Oh, like they, I think they have like contracts with them and they kind of just like cut ties. That's so strange. 
Yeah. So then the, what, they're just stopping full stop? Because I think they get paid, right? But it's like, if you're on strike, we're not going to pay you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of like cut ties with them. I don't know if that means their contracts will come back again when the strike is over, but it, it's not a good sign, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the way this goes, I think they're also like the strikers are like, mm-hmm. we want you guys actually off the streaming platforms, which I think they're asking for more than they're going to get yeah. to kind of uh, meet, a, meet a middle right. strat- strategy type of thing. Yeah. that's. I think that's what their play is right now. But imagine if like, because the writers are striking and the actors are striking. Imagine if they come to a deal and then another group strikes and that halts production too. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's never ending. I call all the comic book podcasts to, to bed together <laughs> and go on strike. <laughs> yeah. And then like, let's just all divvy up the money equally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That makes sense to me. Uh, we we can, we got it, guys. We can win. All these um, shows getting pushed back. I don't really like. I think they're making too many anyway. With Marvel specifically, yeah, yeah, there are a lot, quite a lot. Because like all these, I'm excited for Loki. That's it. <laughs> and X Men, right? Sure. Yes, as long as it's good. <laughs> because um, I don't know if you know this, but the last season of the original series was pretty bad. Well, really? Yeah. Wasn't it like super cool? Like, wasn't Magneto a good guy now? No, it was made by a different studio, right. so it looked different, sounded different, and um, I don't want them to continue from that point. They are though, right? Like as far as yeah, the storyline, I don't know. Just don't do it. <laughs> Just forget that last season. It's been a whole five years, right? Ninety-two to ninety-seven, basically. <laughs> so many stuff has changed. They're in college now. Yeah, X-Men: The College Years. <laughs> Um, another show that is being talked about, which is a fan favorite. Your favorite. Everyone loves it. It's the pinnacle of Marvel. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She-Hulk has been planned, has been rumored for a season two at Marvel Studios. Are you surprised by this? Yeah, I honestly am yeah. just because of the reception of the show. Right. I didn't think they would make a season two. Um, I don't see why in the story that they need to make a season two, there was no like cliffhanger, right? Yeah. For I her mean, specifically. For her specifically. Um, does she move up in her law firm? I don't know. <laughs> um, what happens with her dating life? Uh, the, the whole show, it was not what it hoped it to be. Like no. the fourth wall breaking is, I wanted that to be super fun. And, um, yeah. it really bought into the internet rage aspect. At least that's what it was propelled it as far as story was. Right. right. Yeah. Which is not a good taste in your mouth. I think if they, it's, there's only room for improvement. So if they stuck to closer to the comic books, which doesn't mean it's not silly. The comic book is pretty silly. It's pretty silly. But use it as a platform to introduce. I think kind of did this, but introduce weird characters. Um, that could be an improvement. But if it's the same thing, like I think it's like a bad move. Yeah. Um. I I wonder if they had this planned from the get go, like having a season two because yeah. they needed for the bigger Marvel story. Right. Which is kind of lame. Um. <laughs> Just kind of lame. <laughs> you you don't want to see behind the feel the behind the scenes type of thing. You just want to be enthralled in the story, even though it yeah. is Marvel. The connected tissue is everywhere. Right. The the Kevin type of thing robot. There's like a one line in that scene where they said like um, she can't do this anymore. Like they're they're writing the character to not have this power anymore to like just like walk into the writer's room. Seriously? Okay. Yeah, I still think there's going to be fourth wall breaking, but it's going to be toned down maybe like not to the point where like she's in the reality world. Okay. Yeah. In the real world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Zach Morris, like every couple of episodes, not every episode. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I think.
think she needs like a cool haircut, a cool <laughs> get 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 blonde hair coughed back. I know there's a version of She-Hulk in the comics that is like Savage She-Hulk. Yeah, could we see that? Maybe that's more interesting. Where she really does lose control. She's more like Bruce Banner Hulk, like rageful. Yeah, she did kind of come to understanding too fast, maybe you know. Yeah, but I guess that's not her story. Maybe we don't want to see the Hulk origin story again. Yeah, that's true. Um, she did like hook up with Matt Murdock. Right. Do you want them to be a thing? No, it's actually funner if it's like awkward when they have Avengers meetings in the future. <laughs> That'd be yeah. way more fun. That's true. I, I want to see that go on. Um, I, what do I want from She-Hulk? Well, there, I mean, did they have the, the tie-in to Hulk's son? That was in She-Hulk, right? That was the end of She-Hulk, but I always thought that would be a Hulk story. Like, um, what is it, like World War Hulk or something like that? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if we're ever going to get that movie, right? I mean, we had those promises of a, of a Hulk movie with them kind of getting the rights back. Yeah. But I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know either. I think it could be in this since it, he was debuted here. Maybe. What if Hulk's like, you got to babysit my kid? You got to do the same thing. Teach him how to Hulk. <laughs> right. Right. I'm surprised. Surprised they're doing this. I'm not super excited for it. Uh, I can see why they're doing it, but is it necessary? I don't think so. The um, batting average with uh, Marvel TV shows is kind of kind of getting pretty bad now. Um, you know, we could, we could say so much that there's like such hits in the movies, but if you're just looking at TV shows, I don't know. I do think um, looking back at some of the earlier shows that we were like not super happy with, it's like we should have appreciated those more. <laughs> Realize what you had at the moment. Yeah, like uh, when Falcon Winter Soldier came out and like when Hawkeye came out, I was like, oh, these are not good as like Loki or WandaVision. But man, they're way better than (laughs) S.H.I.E.L.D. Man, yeah. I don't know. The internet culture thing, I wonder if they're going to do that again and put a twist on it. Don't do more of the same. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Um, Sticking now with rumors for DC, um, the Batman sequel. Yes. It's getting a rumor that they're expanding the Bat family. Uh, It's rumored now that we're going to feature Dick Grayson in the movie. And he's going to be 13. Weird. (laughs) I like the idea of finally putting Robin in properly. Um, the last time they did Robin was what, Val Kilmer's Batman. And he, was he 13 in that movie? No, he was like 43. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I guess Robin is supposed to be the boy wonder, right? Yeah, and um, I feel like he could fit in this Batman world. Even Robert Pattinson said, like, if we do a Robin, I want him to be a child. Because that's what it's like the character is? Yeah, and like, you, you have to be kind of crazy to put a child in the arm's way. Yeah. And I think it would work in this universe. This this Batman, this Bruce Wayne is pretty crazy, right? He Yeah. He was, at the beginning in the movie, really just trying to be like a big monster to the, all the villains. Right. And, and then he's, he's changing, changing a bit. Exactly. Um, there's a part in the first one where he, you know, he thinks his dad was corrupt. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a touching moment when he learns it's not, and like Alfred and him, you know, have like a moment where he's showing Alfred love for like being all the father he needs. Being there, yeah. Now it's time for Bruce to maybe like take over that and be a father to someone else. Father figure. Wow. Yeah. And, I would, that's like play element. Yeah. And like being an orphan was a big part of the first movie. With him and Riddler. Right. So um, I think Dick Grayson would be a good addition to the the, the movie. Um, it would mature the Bruce Wayne character a lot more than the first one. Yeah, that makes sense. Where he's like, he's not just a hero. putting He's he's also like in the beginning of the movie, he's always just putting himself at risk yeah. entirely. He doesn't care about his 
family's legacy as far as the business. Exactly. So maybe uh, Sony has to take care of put stuff into perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I know they're not going to make this series like you know a million movies or whatever, right? It's not a, a universe, right? Um, so I would want to see Death in the Family. Wow. Okay. Because I think that's one of the best stories in Batman. But that's not Dick Grayson, right? That's Jason Todd Robin. Right. So I think it's too much to ask like we're going to introduce multiple Robins in one movie in one movie or even like in a trilogy okay so you think if they could do Death in a Family but it's Dick Grayson is that like blasphemy I think that's okay maybe um, they call him that by name Dick Grayson and he's maybe an amalgamation of a lot of the Robins yeah. right and just have him be Dick Grayson just because that's the most famous I think Robin name right yeah. right and I mean we already introduced Joker yes in the end so there's a could be you know the connections they're the same joker in that yeah um i mean they already mentioned like they had a history in the past like yeah. this joker could be jealous like he likes batman so much in this weird wicked way mm-hmm. i mean you know wants to take it out on the boy wonder yeah um i i doubt he's gonna be robin for like a lot of the movie oh yeah he'll probably be dick grayson for most of it and then learn that he's batman like bruce's batman yeah um but yeah i do want to see him as robin in a costume yeah now are, is he gonna have like weird tights that he typically has or is he gonna have like a like a more you know tactical tactical suit, suit yeah like, a, like, like batman like uh tim drake the third robin has more of a tactical suit like he has pants yeah right i think that helps <laughs> <laughs> um and then like dick grayson robin didn't even have knee pads he did <laughs> He's supposed to be more acrobatic, right? Yeah. He's, he's a circus. He's a circus freak. Uh, <laughs> so like uh, maybe maybe he'll have to be even be more like technically like fight better than Batman to be a kid and be a crime fighter. Yeah. You know, like maybe he needs to teach Batman something. Yeah. I do want to see him like crime fighting already. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe take someone out and be kind of bad at it at first. He's, he's sure, a, Batman any, is bad at Any it. age, you're brand, brand new. Being a brand new hero could be hard. Yeah. When I was 13, I was not fighting crime yeah i, I was oh, okay. <laughs> um I, th- I think it's an interesting story an interesting route it, it is kind of it's not necessarily the um dark night world where everything's ultra real but yeah. it's almost darker of a gotham so to have a right boy wonder uh, a robin in there could be kind of scary um another rumor that i think is true is they said the villain of this is going to be clayface Oh yeah, and I could kind of see like maybe Clayface in the in the comics he's like an actor, right? But maybe Clayface is like also from the circus. Oh, in this okay. universe, like an actor there. Yeah, and maybe he is the one that like killed Dick Grayson's parents by like sabotaging the trapeze. Oh wow! And then there can be some connections to the two of them. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, that's interesting. I, I didn't think of that. Maybe he's just a performer in some other way, whatever. Right. Not necessarily a clown because there's Joker, but something something else. Yeah, and I. I I do wonder how they're going to do Clayface because like he's very like a fictional character like science fiction like yeah. he can change how he looks I th- there's got to be some type of weird I, I mean if it is going to be a fantastical sci-fi world of Batman yeah I'm kind of okay with it we just haven't seen it yet you're okay I'm with kind it? of okay with it yeah if they're doing CG or whatever and it works do it what do you think <laughs> you want it to be very real because Batman is one of those I want it to be pretty real and I think maybe like he just has some like 
material that he puts on his face to deform his face. Okay. Something like that. Oh, like it's a mask. Like it's a mask, but it's like putty or something. I yeah. Like a mask is like to hide his identity. Yeah. All right. That's kind of interesting. Instead of like, yeah, putting on Joker makeup or the Riddler serial killer mask is like a, just, just a costume. Do you remember Dick Tracy? Have you seen Dick Tracy? I haven't seen it. I know of it. There's a character, um, quote unquote villain in that. And it's like, I think the name is like No Face. Huh. Because it, they have no face. How, how does he do anything? Um, I don't know. <laughs> But it was, I think it was the mask, right? Oh, it's a mask. Okay. Yeah. But when you look at it, it looks like he has like no face. Like it's just skin over his face. Like no eyes, no nose, no mouth. Yeah. I, I've seen some like maybe uh, clips of Dick Tracy. Yeah. And it's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I really like Dick Tracy really? in the movie. Yeah. You have to understand it came out in the 90s. But if you are okay with that, I think it's a good movie. Really? What do you mean? Like. What do you mean it came out in the 90s? Like what is that? <laughs> What do you mean, like, what aspect of that? Why in the 90s? Like, like the 90s were wild and crazy? Just movies were... Just... The Mask also came out in the 90s? No, I just mean, like, comparative to the superhero movies of the 90s. Okay, like, okay. Yes, this is not Dark Knight, right? <laughs> but... For what it is, understanding that it's a silly world where the mobsters are like, colorful. Yeah, they're, <laughs> right? they're yellow. And exaggerated characters. I think you'll enjoy the story of it. There's a, Oh, there's a, underneath, there's a real story going on. Uh, honestly, we should watch it because I really like it. I know you like it and I consider doing it for the, the podcast. Oh, yeah? It's a comic book, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, I looked for stuff. but um, Actually, originally, I think it was a comic strip like in the newspapers. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so let's do that. Like tidbit. Oh, let's do it for the story. It's like a minute long. We have to get archive of uh, all the newspapers <laughs> of Dick Tracy. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of Dick, Dick Grayson. <laughs> I think it would be a welcome uh, inclusion to Batman 2. Interesting approach, a big risk, but I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, well, that for the news this week. Um, if you guys have not already, please do not forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just find us in your podcast app, um, and Spotify. I, I wonder how many people listen to podcasts on Spotify because that's like, um, you don't, I guess you could download it, right? You could, yeah. I'm surprised that like they have like a lot of like video podcasts on Spotify. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll, no, we won't. <laughs> All right, but please, please don't forget to subscribe. Also, uh, you find us again as with our return. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and X. Uh, please find us there X. at the Reader Copy Podcast. All right, um, once again, we're getting into a comic book this week. It is called Jonah Hex Two Gun Mojo. Yes, I remember it. <laughs> Vertigo has always been one of my favorite uh, comic book imprints coming from a comic book company. I think they've been known for like um, fantasy, like dark fantasy type stuff, right? Like sure. my favorite property, Sandman, is under that. Right. And I kind of like to explore, you know, like little, you know, like the imprints, like a little of like, what have I missed from there that I haven't seen before? And I noticed that they did have a Jonah Hex comic book that when we're doing today, Jonah Hex Two Gun Mojo. And I just thought that was, that seemed out of place, right? Since it's like, that's like, like a cowboy character and, yeah. you know, Vertigo has this kind of a style, right? It's sure. out of it. But it does have the grittiness that, 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 or like darker tone that those properties do have, right? I mean, it looks like a vertical comic. It does look the like interior that. interior artwork. It does. That's true. That's true in certain aspects. Um, and I just, 
I've always kind of liked the Jonah Hex character. Really? I don't think he gets the the love that he deserves. I don't know much about Jonah Hex. I've not seen the movie. I think I saw him in an episode cartoon somewhere once. Probably like the Justice League. I don't. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, those those when they go retro, whatever, back in the past. Yeah. So I know of him. I don't know much about him though. I I honestly didn't know much about him either. I just thought he was he was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Uh, he's like a, a long time DC character, right? So yeah. then like them like moving him to Vertigo. Um, doing a, a book in there it made sense because that's what they do. They like kind of bring mm. properties, maybe twist on the characters. But this kind of goes back to the good old Jonah Hex stuff because apparently right before this book, he was like in the future. Like he was like in a post-apocalyptic future and then what? it got brought, brought back into his his regular uh, era of the Wild West. Could you imagine you're a person living in a time when there's like no electricity and then you're thrust into the future? You would not be the same kind of person coming back. Yeah, but you're not Jonah Hex. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine like I would freak out or like... A, what kind of future stuff is there that would just going back would be boring, right? Would that be it, or would you be happy to be back? I, I would be happy to be back, but I also would like knowing what's gonna happen in the future. Yeah, I would like feel like everyday things don't matter. Like these mother efforts don't know what's gonna go down. Yeah, <laughs> like that type of thing. Like we ha- we have cars. We have cars. <laughs> These horses, they suck. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this came out in the far off past of 1993. Um, it is just a miniseries, a total of five issues. That's a Jonah Hex two gun mojo. A little bit about our writers uh, today Joe R. Lansdale. Um, so he's an American writer. He's known for Westerns and horror stuff. He has actually won 11 Bram Stoker Awards. Oh, wow. So like okay. the, that horror award. Um, and then I think he's worked on some screenplays. Um, he worked on some televisions. He did some episodes of Batman animated series. Nice. Um, and some other comic book uh, properties. It's a lot of the older ones like Conan, The Spirit, Lone Ranger, and Fantastic okay. Four, which is, I, I guess is also an old property, right? Yeah. Um, and he's also a martial arts instructor. Okay. So he can kick your ass <laughs> if you can cross him. Um, Timothy Truman, our penciler today, he also does, he's like known for this Wild West style oh, really? art too. Sure. Um, like uh, Grimjack, I've read a little bit about that. That's really good. Scout is a pretty good book. I I read Hawkworld, right? That Hawkman yeah. story um, featuring, like he's like a totally different Thanagarian world. Yeah. I really like that book that he's done. Um, and the Jonah Hex character, right? I mean, he's had, I think he gets a bad rap because of his movie, I think. <laughs> That's true. I think the movie, it kind of tanked bad. I've never seen it in whole. I tried to watch it. Remember when we were like ranking DC movies? Yeah. I tried to watch <laughs> Jonah Hex and I couldn't get <laughs> past half an hour. Um, is Megan Fox in it? She is in it, right. Okay. So it can't be that bad. It's got that going for it. <laughs> uh, the Josh Brolin pick, it yeah. just, I don't know what, I think Josh Brolin's a bad pick for Jonah Hex, honestly. I okay. Think. Who, because yeah, I guess he's a little different in this comic book. What kind of do you think would play the more comic book accurate Jonah Hex? I, I guess I, I'm not sure. It's got to be someone that's like really mean, right? Just yeah. uh, it's got to be someone like you don't want to cross. I think Josh Brolin is almost like too likable, kind of a guy. Sure. Like he does look like a uh, a stern guy, but kind of likable still. I guess you're right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You gotta not 
like Jonah Hex. He's so mean of All a right. character. Um, also in that movie was John Malkovich. You said Megan Fox, Michael Fassbender, Will Arnett. What? Really? That's a pretty good Michael cast. Michael Shannon. Wow. It's a pretty good cast. And apparently, it's bad. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> apparently, it's bad. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll watch it after this. Um, I just imagine like I got, I think the character is kind of cool. I kind of like cowboy stuff as we're gonna get into it, and let's get into the character. Let's get into the book. Um, Jonah Hex. He's known as this rugged, like stern, serious guy, right? His like main like uh, iconic look, right? He's got a big like scar, like almost like more than a scar, really. It's like deformity on the right yeah. side of his face. It like it's like a scar running a lot of different directions through his eye yeah. where his eyes like looks like it's got like an even smaller like piercing red pupil right right now. and then of course there's like skin that like grafts from like the bottom of his mouth to the top of his mouth yeah i don't know why he needs that why doesn't he just cut it off yeah i guess i know it's I painful know. but i mean like it's like your mouth is sewn shut in one side yeah it, it looks painful i it, it, it's like uh he just doesn't care he's so cool <laughs> Um, and this kind of like Two Face, kind of like Two Face, Dark Knight. Yeah, like his mouth is exposed on one side. It looks almost more uh, sinister. Yeah, it definitely looks more sinister with that, right? Because it's yeah. like it's, he almost looks like a skeleton with it, like because you could see like the opening of his mouth almost because it's so right, like it's just broken, cut open on one side. Yeah. Um, our character, he is such a legend of the world of this yeah. Wild West, right? Um, and the first we really see of him though is he's being dragged across the floor. You know when you uh, uh, someone like ties someone up and then drags them by horseback. Yeah, that's Jonah Hex right now. He's being dragged. Um, his hands tied up. It. He, he's being pulled by these three guys on horseback. These are the the Treywick brothers, and they've got they've got some type of resentment towards Jonah Hex right now. Would you say like um, there's like a cowboy accent in this book? I think so. You can kind of just read it in their dialogue, right? The way they tell it, it feels like the wild west uh cowboy i mean jonah hex he's yeah. a ex-confederate uh soldier so right. you, you're dealing with that type of era in texas he's wearing that old gray confederate uniform still yeah you know he's kind of a weird character because you don't know if he's he, he's got a dark past but he's kind of honorable right he's the lone yeah. kind of character but i think some see him as a villain uh, definitely right yeah um and he's being dragged and apparently these guys they hate jonah hex because he killed their sister right so they're gonna kill him of course they're fixing to hang the man and they tie him up on a tree with a with a noose and they put him on top of a horse yeah like he's sitting on a horseback while, while his like neck is tied and i guess they're gonna like scare the horse off so that he'll hang there it's kind of like classic kind of a real killing of a man right, right back in the wild west but out of nowhere there's a bullet and it flings straight through the the head of the horse he's on so it's not any of them but someone else killed the horse and now Jonah Hex is like hanging from the tree branch choking right he's he's at the inch of his life there's more bullets flying one of the Treywick brothers gets killed and falls to the ground um, and then the, the other two like, pull up their guns, pull up their pistols, and look to see who's who's doing all this. And it's this character called Slow Go Smith. It's this older guy, and he's got like he looks like Santa Claus, like a big white beard, he does white long like hair, and he's there shooting up these um, other three guys. He shot one of them in the back. The other one tries to get a horseback, but Slow Go shoots up the horse too, and then finally nails that guy in in the back. 
And then he takes out a saber and he's like, I, I got nothing against you, Jonah Hex. And he cuts down Jonah Hex. Uh, and he was like, Jonah was like straight up looking blue, right? Yeah, I mean, he was choking to death this whole time. He couldn't breathe basically for so long, but but he he's fine. And Jonah, he's like... Uh, I guess I owe you one, but uh, Sluggo was like, I think you owe me three because it was three guys trying to kill you. Right. And so essentially they're all, um, th- these guys, Sluggo and John Hex, they're like bounty hunters right now. Yeah. And there was a bounty on these three guys. And Sluggo is just like, yeah, I'm collecting these guys' bounties. He doesn't want to drag their three bodies right. great straight to the, uh, the office. So he just cuts off their heads and puts <laughs> them in a bag. Yeah. And um, they ride into town now. And uh, there's, um, you know, those old timey cameras. I always do this as a joke. Oh, yeah. Well, there's like a camera and the guy goes under a cloth and he's holding like the powder of gun smoke for the flash. Yeah. There's one of those set up to take pictures with these dead bodies, like criminals, right? Yeah. And I guess it's like a a souvenir for this town. I think it's like a weird tourist attraction, right? right? You go here, you take a picture of these dead bodies near in the coffins. And you, you can take it as like a postcard. Right. Like, like there's a guy selling them and he's like five cents a nickel for, for a nice picture here. <laughs> and I think he's talking in like that, like seller uh, accent, like right. take a picture, take it, take it with you five cents. <laughs> and he's bothering these two guys, Slogo and, and uh, Jonah Hex. This guy, like they said, he's like a salesman. He's wearing a checker pattern suit. Black and white. Like a chessboard. Yes. And he's like, these these guys here, they're, they're the Treywick brothers. We, we got them dead for you, ready to take pictures right now. And Jonah is like, well, in his head, he's like, obviously that's not them because we just killed them. Right. These are like imposters or some guys you just killed out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, he keeps bothering Jonah Hex and Slogo. And he's like, uh, you want to take a picture? This is just five cents. And then Jonah is like, I don't want to take a picture with them because they're all bloody. He's like, what blood are you talking about? And then Jonah turns around. He's like, yours if you don't get out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) And you get that iconic look of like the piercing pupil of Jonah Hex just looking at you. Yeah. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. (laughs) Well, him and um, Slogo go to the sheriff's office. The sheriff is another old guy. He's doing that thing where like you lean up chair back and he's drinking his whiskey it's right and they're pretty much saying like i don't know who those guys are that you killed and said they're the criminals but these are the right ones and he throws like the sack of cut off heads in front of his feet yeah and uh the sheriff the the jailman there is like oh crap like what <laughs> who did we kill yeah. oh, <laughs> and then they he looks up from the the bag and he looks up at jonah hex and he sees a scar he's like you're him aren't you you're you're, you're jonah he's hex known. and he's like he's like a legend in these parts basically right right um and so th- they get paid they're, they're, they're looking for a nice uh saloon to to take in uh get a drink right they go to the bar right it seems like in westerns every bar has at least one room yes that that's you true. Can rent out to sleep in and they go to the saloon and they're just getting a drink when they see these two guys having um they're playing cards right right they're playing poker and then they call upon the the waitress right and Waitress is like a, a Native American woman. Yeah. And they're being very rude, right? The guys, they toss beer, their beer onto the counter. 
and they yell to the waitress to just lick it up, clean right. it up, and lick it up. This, and he's they're being super rude and like saying, "Get get down here!" Like she's grabbed her head against the table to have her lick up the beer he purposely spilled. Yes, and then Jonah Hex has had enough of this. He takes a bottle and smashes it across the head of one of them and tosses the table. He grabs the second guy and drops him on the floor and puts his boot on the back of the guy's head, and he's telling him to lick the boot of his friend. Right. Right. And he's like, "If you don't, I'm." gonna kill you right because this guy's like i ain't licking nobody's boots and he's like well you're gonna lick it or i'm putting a bullet in your (laughs) and so the guy just gives in and he he's about to lick it when the the barkeep pulls out a shotgun but then it's logo he tosses his gun instead of shooting he tosses the gun at the barkeep and knocks him out and uh and then the guy at the ground finally licks his friend's boot again saving jonah hex's life yes the barkeep was gonna kill jonah hex second time uh but he's like why did you like not just shoot him and he's like uh, my eyesight's so bad i'm better luck just throwing the gun at him <laughs> yeah. he's old yeah he's old santa claus and then uh so after a night of drinking they decide to finally look for a nice keep a nice inn to to sleep in and they go to the local one and basically the guy at the um at the counter he looks like ebony Scrooge. <laughs> right. He says, like, we only have one room and there's only one bed, right? Yeah. And he's like, you guys can share it. And um, Hex is like, I'm totally fine sharing it as long as you don't snore. Yes. And I cut to the old guy just snoring super loud. <laughs> uh, and Jonah Hex tosses him out of the room and he's like, well, I saved your life twice already. How could, well, how are you throwing me out? But Jonah's <laughs> Hex is like, I would have just killed you if you were anybody else. Right. <laughs> So now um, Slogo goes downstairs and he, there's nowhere to sleep, right? So he has to go to the barn and he goes to the barn and this barn is where they keep the dead bodies of the guy that they're like selling photos with. Yeah. They're in there too, but Slogo is like, whatever, at least it's quiet. I can sleep here. Yeah. And so he, he goes, he drifts off to sleep and then as the night goes on, he can hear something and there's a, a, a dead body walking around. Yeah, and and Slow goes like, if it's not one thing, it's two, and he pulls out two guns and starts shooting up uh, the the dead body. But the zombie or dead body, it just keeps walking towards him, and Jonah hears the gunfire, right? So um, he jumps down out the window, and he's gonna try to see what's going on. And we see Slow go, and he's like unloading his gun on the zombie. The zombie doesn't stop, and the zombie even pulls out his own gun and shoots Slow go straight into the gut. And then we see like the the zombie, some of its skin is still falling off and we see actually someone behind him pretending to be a zombie he's like holding up a dead body right. and shooting him from behind and it's this guy in like a wizard costume <laughs> literally like a blue like hooded costume with yellow stars across yeah. like your typical this is what I think a wizard looks like yeah like the classic wizard type of thing um, and he's, I think he's pretending to be like a, a necromancer raising the dead, right? Right. And then we see there's another guy in there and he's doing the same thing. He's holding up a dead body and he's shooting him up from behind. Like he's got, he's, he's like a uh, weekend at burning <laughs> using a dead body, right? Yeah. But then that guy, he gets into the light and we see it straight up. It's a real zombie this time. So the zombie is holding another dead body. Yes. Pretending to be that dead body. Exactly. But this guy, this zombie is actually like a real uh, gunsman. Like, a real gunslinger he's got two right. guns he's like fitted out 
and just straight up shoots up Slogo, and it's like it's like a slow mo scene where like Slogo just like gets pap, 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 gets shot down. I, I like this shot because um, the zombie guy, the gunslinger, is holding two pistols, akimbo style, right? Yes, dual wielding. So Slogo throws a knife at him, and the zombie catches the knife in between his two pistols, like a clap yeah. catch, but while holding guns. And he's a zombie. <laughs> oh yeah, and he's a zombie. And then he just guns down Slogo. So cool. And then finally, Jonah joins in, breaks down the door, and he shoots up one of the dead bodies. But it was just a a corpse. It wasn't the real zombie. And then uh, out of nowhere, he gets shot up at the side of the head and gets knocked out. Now, the wizard guy, Mm -hmm. right? He's there. He looks like he's the one in charge controlling these um, zombies. But he's not alone. Like, he has henchmen. And they're all, like, these freaks. Yeah. There's this one really tall, stretchy guy. And then there's this guy, the really short guy wearing like a jack-o'-lantern as a head. Right. So like he's got like a full cowboy costume and there's just like a fat woman. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And uh, they, they drift off into the night not to be not to be seen. And we see they like drive off in a wagon. It's called the Wagon of Miracles. I think these guys are like circus people. Right. Right. And they're just like drifting out of town. Um, but as Jonah Hex wakes up, he sees his friend's logo. As he's, uh, still goes about to die right now because he got all shot up. And he's, he's like, uh, I'm so sad that you're, you're going. Um, and as, as like Slogo kind of drifts off and dies, mm-hmm. Jonah's like, uh, I hate it when a guy takes too long dying. <laughs> he's still mean. This guy saved your life multiple times. Yeah. And you're still mean to him as he's dying. <laughs> as he dies. But it looks bad. It looks red handed as all of the townspeople show up. There's been a shootout in a right. barn and all the townspeople show up with their guns and this all they see is Jonah Hex standing over a dead body and they draw their guns and they're telling him to drop his weapons and it's funny because the sheriff shows up and he's in like his pajamas yeah where he's like is his pants with suspenders no shirt but his suspenders still have the badge on it <laughs> I never noticed that <laughs> I mean he, he's got to be ready right in case he runs out <laughs> his pajamas but Jonah's like, you, you don't get it. There was a wizard. There were zombies. <laughs> and then the, the sheriff's like, you're going to tell me, uh, ne- next you're going to tell me the pigs in this barn stood up and shot you up too. <laughs> so of course they throw Jonah Hex in the jail there. And like, he's behind bars now. And he's kind of just like sitting there, not believing like no one saw the wizard. He's he's down on his luck. He's like, son of a gun, son of a bitch. <laughs> and he, he's like, uh, he notices that like, there's a paper that comes in and it's a paper from the judge and the judge could even show up in town and he's just saying like yeah you can just go ahead and hang him i don't care right i'm i'm on vacation right now basically and there's like a flip he gets the order for the death of jonah hex i mean people know like jonah hex has a reputation of being kind of a bad guy yes right so no one's really on his side ever um and it's really like one of those like old western sad moments like i don't know like a a fistful of dollars or whatever. Right. And he's just sitting in his cell as he's watching outside the town. And people are celebrating. Right. And they, they set up the whole like hangman station in the middle of the town. Yeah. And people are showing up. They're buying drinks. People are singing. Like the kids are singing, making songs. This is an event. They don't have a lot of entertainment back in the day, right? <laughs> a hanging was good entertainment to them. Like people are sending up pictures. That, 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 that checkered guy has yeah. pictures ready to go. 
Um, the whole town loves it. Now, the waitress from the saloon earlier. Yeah, the Native American woman. She's going and she goes up to the jail, right? Where the sheriff is. And uh, she tries to seduce the sheriff. Yes. And the sheriff is like, I don't know what this is about, but I'm on board. He's not like hard to seduce. He's ready. <laughs> And once he's like, the guy's like taking off his clothes and turns around, um, the, the woman takes a gun out and blasts him in the head. Kabam. She then, uh, of course, helps um, Jonah Hex escape. She unlocks the cell. And now they have to kind of find a horse to get out of town. They steal one and they ride off. And then the townspeople are like, hey, isn't that our entertainment for the night that's running off? The guy we're going to hang? Right. And it becomes another shootout as Jonah Hex just shoots up all the, the people that were trying to hang him. And the guy that was trying to take pictures with the dead right. people. He like especially tries to kill them yeah. before he leaves. He's like, you look like a target. I'm taking you out. Um, and kind of these characters from the town that we didn't like this whole time, they're getting shot up, falling to the ground. Right. And um, the two of them are like just charging out of town. Galloping out. But as they go down the street, they're just like killing everyone they see. Yeah. <laughs> they hate this town. <laughs> but then the woman, she gets shot up in the back. And then this really ticks off Jonah Hex. And he gets angry, pulls out his shotgun, pulls out his pistol. So he has no hands left to ride the horse, right? He puts the reins in his mouth. Yeah. And then he shoots up the guy that shot her in the balls. <laughs> I like that. I really like this shot because the horse is also going crazy. So now they're out of town and most of their town is uh, shot up dead. Yeah. The people that are alive, they're just really mad. They're just like, we we're supposed to watch a hanging today. And they're like pissed off. They're like kicking everything over. And they really, they even made like a whole feast and everything. Like they had fried chicken. Yeah. And there's the this. The party's ruined. The party's right. Right. The big day. Um, there's this woman wearing a bonnet, like this really old wrinkly woman with a piece of fried chicken in hand and also a pistol. And he's like, we got to go get this man. We, we were promised a hanging. <laughs> she's like, I came here for a hanging and a picnic. Yeah. So I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> and she's like leading the pack, like on horseback, looking for the dastardly Jonah Hex as they run off into the sunset. Um, we're going to leave it there. That's just two issues out of the five. But it's kind of ridiculous. It kind of like crazy right. and fun. It gets more crazy too. Yeah. If you read on. But uh, it just gives you an idea of what like the story of Jonah Hex is. Like this is almost like unpredictable. I think so. Because again, he's not a hero or a villain. And it's almost like everyone around him is a villain. Yeah. I mean, people were rugged and ruthless back then. You had yeah. to survive. Right. right. It's, it's, it's open country, basically. Um, I really like the like the writing in it because it's like these are stern, serious, mm -hmm. you know, dangerous guys, right. men. But then there's like all like they also have like a bunch of funny one-liner, ironic one-liners right. throughout the thing, right? I mean, Slogo Smith was really funny in it. Yeah, it's funny that like he just throws his gun instead of shooting the guy. He, he can't aim right. Yeah. Um, the just weird villains like the wizard. Where what is comes of that guy? Like, why, right? Is he really raising the dead or whatever? Right, because they they cross paths again later. But uh, it's it's a really silly book. I, only two issues, and it got like really crazy. Really, there's a crazy woman with chicken trying to kill you now. Yeah, I like that. Um, I honestly don't know what the movie is like. Is it like kind of wild and crazy like this? I don't I think it's this silly. It, it is it kind of just a classic Western and just a random guy with a scar? Yeah. I think it is. Um, but I could see a Jonah Hex movie being a success, maybe a TV show. Cause I think like these like lone stranger walking yeah. into town thing is like kind of big now, like Mandalorian. Sure. You yeah. Know? I just think you got to get the tone right. Yeah. And, um, if you get the tone, that's more like this, something that's not your typical Western. 
Okay. It might be a, a better than the movie we got. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think uh, I think I kind of like westerns. Like I kind of like the the appeal of the style of stuff. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite western? I haven't seen a lot of the older ones. Like I like Three Ten to Yuma. Like that was a reboot of an old right. property. But People I really say the it. reboot is better than the original. Okay, is that true? Yeah. Okay. I haven't. I've honestly never seen uh, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, or Fistful of Dollars, uh-huh. the Clint Eastwood movies. But if there was a, I mean, I guess this this character is based. Stone. Yeah, it's kind of based on those that those movies, right? Kind of, yeah. Basically. A guy shows up in town and yeah. you know, people don't like him. You know what? I've watched a little bit of uh, Deadwood. Oh, yeah? That was kind of fun. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I really like Three Amigos. Okay, right. <laughs> and Back to the Future 3. Oh, of course. Those are my favorite westerns. Favorite western, Back to the Future 3. <laughs> Um, I really want to, I kind of want to see what goes on in this. I like Jonah Hex now. We've read a lot. Like this is the most I've read of Jonah Hex. So mm-hmm. see, see what goes on with him. Anything else you want to say about it? Well, the artwork is very, um, like, I don't want to say raunchy cause it's not really say raunchy, but it has like this roughness to it. Yeah. That works for the story. Exactly. Like it's kind of gritty. Um, I would say what it's kind of drawn, like the same art style as like, like old horror books. Kind of. Yeah. Like EC comics. Yeah. Right. Because you see the kind of these like grotesque kind of faces of the townsfolk kind of. Right. Yeah. People look kind of abnormal. Yeah. They've been through a lot. Yeah. That type of thing. This rugged town. Um, But that was Jonah Hex, uh, Two Gun Mojo. Let's get into our side stories. Uh, as I mentioned, I got a tattoo and I was laying there for like a couple hours. And while I was there, um, my tattoo artist played some movies that I didn't even know were available to like buy yet. Oh, cool. Uh, one of them was the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Nice. Uh, I really liked it, but I also was, he was jamming a needle in my arm. Right. So I was like kind of like half paying attention. So then I, when I got home, I downloaded it too and then watched it. Oh. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. You really liked it? It's totally different than any other Ninja Turtles thing um the cast i think is really good in it yeah it's more playful it's more of a comedy i think okay um, than, than the other ninja turtles movies yeah i mean I, have you seen the michael bay ones i have <laughs> i actually haven't <laughs> the original ninja turtles was pretty dark oh yeah yeah the movie um but this one is way fun um the actors in it are really cool um splinter is played by jackie chan that's right and he's one of the funnier parts of the movie too yeah. Um, Ice Cube plays the villain Superfly. Superfly. And then he has like a bunch of henchmen and they're all played by like pretty much like comedy actors. Mutants. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of mutants. Like Seth Rogen is in it. Um, Paul Rudd. Uh, and then um, John Cena is in it too. Oh, he is? Yeah. And then like Post Malone is one of the characters too. Oh my gosh. Um, Rose Byrne, uh, who Seth Rogen works with a lot. Oh, that's right. She plays uh, the crocodile Australian character. Is she that one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I always thought she was the uh, the bat one. No, because she's Australian. Right. Yeah, okay. So pretty okay. funny. But then the, the main turtles are played by actual real life like kids. Uh and I think it totally works. Like the the voices match like the characteristics of the the characters. Kind of playful. They're still kind of well. They're teenagers, right? They're, right. They're, they're not grown adult turtles. Yeah. You finally get the teenage part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um. I thought the animation style was really cool. It's interesting. I, I've seen it too, and it's uh like I you know animated movies nowadays CG stuff like yeah. with Spider Man is all the hotness. Right. It's totally different than any like you know Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know how you 
describe that style it's like 3d sketched or something i don't know yeah it is like cg but then they put aspects of like 2d art yeah. in it like there's right. like crayon scratching sure you know right? what i'm saying yeah like shading with lines but then they're like popping kind of like three-dimensional above the thing they're moving yeah, yeah in a different way i really enjoyed it the action in it is surprisingly good too um and the <laughs> The April O'Neil character is played by um, Io Itabiri, I think her name is. I think that's how you say it, yeah. Um, and she's a great, like, April O'Neil. Like, it's not like an April O'Neil we've seen in the past. Okay, not well, like, not just a regular news reporter? Yeah. With a real personality? Cause, because the Turtles are teenagers. She's also a teenager. Mm -hmm. So I thought um, the way they, like, made her um, almost like a teenager, but also, like, kind of funny, too. Right. I thought it totally worked. Now, with this whole thing, do you think it's better than the Ninja Turtles of your childhood? Than that movie the the movies the movies it's better than the third one that's the one where they go to like time travel to japan japan wow yeah that's um stupid is it better than the second one i mean the second one had vanilla ice Go turtle, go yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ninja. Oh, go, go ninja. Um, so hard to say. And then the first one <laughs> was the original. So I mean, like, no, it's not better. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> um, I will say this: in those, in the early stuff, the Ninja Turtles were very similar, right? Yeah. And in the original cartoon, huh. they're just four of the same character very minimal differences in each they just have different color headbands basically yeah and pretty much like they had different hobbies and that I was just, it i mean the theme song said they're totally different people right <laughs> but in this one they are a lot more different i think you think so like they emphasize the differences more than the similarities okay all right all right yeah okay i see some aspects we we're talking about now like um Raphael, we know he's cool but rude <laughs> right um and they made him like not like rageful but he's like the angry one but still like likable he's like not angry he's like ready to fight he's like a, yeah he's yeah so then um at the end they bring in all these other characters there's kind of like the characters that each one gets along with okay like a copy yeah like oh we're the tech ones and donatello would like kind of migrate towards them makes sense okay okay yeah um there's characters in it that i don't know because apparently ninja turtles has way more stuff than when, when i stopped watching i mean it's got a huge lore like in the, the cartoons but i mean also the comics i didn't read all of them yeah right? right and there's also so many versions of the turtles now yeah so then the the ooze what is it like tcri or something like that oh the company yeah yeah so so that company is like an evil corporation in this movie. So I don't know those characters. Oh, like regular people? Yeah. Type characters? Because then there's yeah. like a woman CEO that's evil or something like that. I think that was Maya Rudolph too, yeah. Oh, that's, okay, yeah. Um, I didn't know her character. But, you know, the movie in general is very good, I think. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the wild action in it and the comedy, I think, lands pretty good. Yeah. I think the art style, not necessarily like the technical stuff on it, but like decisions are kind of weird. Like the some of the human characters' faces are oblong shaped or like weird shaped. Yeah. I was like, what's going on here? Is it is it the camera angle? It's almost like a cartoon like uh, Hey Arnold or something. Yeah. That they over stylized and then made 3D because yeah, they have all weird shaped heads and stuff. What's going on here? Like what, what the happened? turtles have the most normal yes, heads. Yes, yes. <laughs> most round and green. Uh, but good movie. 
movie. Yeah. Um, the other movie I watched was The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, that was way better, right? That is, apparently, I didn't know this, but that is a prequel to, huh? kind of a prequel to um, Brad Stoker's Dracula. Really? Okay. Because um, Brad Stoker's Dracula, it's like a story, like, was it like a story from someone's diary or something like that that they made into a story? Is that what it is? I don't remember. Like that's in the in the book? I it's think a story? so. I think it's like someone's writing in their journal and then you're seeing the events. Okay. I think Frankenstein did the same thing, right? The book Frankenstein. Okay. Um, but this one is like, the, you're seeing the events that were written by the captain's log. That's kind of the cool. ship. Okay. Right? And the idea is the ship is going from someplace to another place. I forgot where exactly. Again, he's stabbing me with a needle. <laughs> It's like fangs in your arm. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but uh, they go to this port and there's like this chest that has like markings on it. And they're tasked to deliver this to wherever, I forgot what country. And he's like hiring these men to man the ship, right? And then he picks like uh, picks like these three just like ship guys, right? Okay. And then they see, as they're loading the ship, they one of them sees like the markings on it. He's like, I'm not messing with that, right? Oh, what? Yeah. So then he needs to pick one guy, uh, another one, and he picks this guy that tried to get on earlier but he's a, a doctor mm. uh, and then they're like um, well they didn't take him at first because he's like you're a doctor yeah you're smart but what, I need guys that'll work the ship right 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 but then now he's the last choice so then they take him and they go on their journey um, and that marking the crate with the marking opens it got damaged so it opened um, I'm, I don't want to reveal too much but we know in the trailer there's a vampire in that thing yeah attacking the ship right right um, that vampire's dragon Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a slowly one by one killing off the characters. Um, it's a typical that kind of movie. Is it's like a Dracula slasher movie on a boat? Pretty much, yeah. It's like cool. at night it's dark, so he could leave the ship and just fly around. Oh yeah, he can fly, yeah. Yeah. He, it's like um Nosferatu Dracula. Like he has like wings, right? Cool, okay. And what we don't realize, I think, is um there are actually two well, there's one stowaway on the ship that we find after it's already gone. Besides Dracula? Yeah. Another one? It's like a woman, right? Oh. And then also the captain has brought, I don't recall if it's like his grandson or nephew or something, but there's also a boy on the ship. Okay. Right? Uh, so then they find the woman and she's ill and the doctor guy is there and they're like, oh, she needs a blood transfusion. Oh, convenience. Yeah. Uh, and they start helping her or whatever. And then the people that, they just start going missing, right? Because Dracula's taking them. Right. And then Sometimes they'll find like a dead body, but then that dead body starts attacking people. Yeah. Is, is anyone getting converted? Like, so they are getting vampirized? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I, the look of the vampire of Dracula is cool because it's like the demonic looking vampire. Right. But it also looks a little too CG. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. In my, my opinion. Okay. I, I didn't get a good look of it in the trailer, but I remember there's like heavy storms right there in the water. Yeah. So does that like make it look worse? Kind of. And of course, you know, it, they're trying to do it in pitch black. So it's hard to animate things in pitch black, right? Uh, okay. In the middle of the night. Because huh. when you're in the sea, there's no lights. <laughs> right. Like, okay. There's no even ambient light. Other lights. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's just pitch black. It's hard to see anything. Yeah. So I, I think it could have been done better, maybe if it was practical. But like, you know, they want him flying around. They want him like um, he's on the top of the mast. 
That's why they can't find him sometimes. Um, yeah, well, I don't want to ruin the end of the story or whatever, but like, I don't think it's the best vampire movie. I mean, you said it's a prequel, right? So we know it's going to kind of happen. But yeah. I mean, it's it's, not, seen the movie. it's not a pr- direct prequel to the movie. They're not saying oh, that. Oh, okay. okay. But like in the story, it takes place right before the events of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. So gotcha. like that, you know. Semi-prequel. Semi-prequel in spirit, I guess. Okay. Okay. So you, what would you, would you wish you've never signed it and watched them the know? No, I mean, like, I'm glad it was on, like, I'm glad something was on while I was getting tattooed. Yeah. But am I going to watch it again how I watched Ninja Turtles again? I don't think so. Okay. All right. That's that's interesting. I I kind of like monster movies, the ones that are especially not too scary. Yeah. Like these ones that are just kind of fantasy kind of monster movies that are just kind of cool lore. Yeah, this is kind of that. And like that, uh, Dracula on a boat sounds like a fun movie. Yeah. You know, you never think about it, but like, because they're on a boat, they're trapped. Yeah. Yeah. And Dracula can just be anywhere because yeah. it's dark everywhere he can like climb on the side of the boat or whatever yeah. and because can he can him. fly he like doesn't have to be on the boat mm, okay okay but you like, what do you give it like a b like a c plus b at the highest it's probably b minus b minus okay okay i might watch it i, I remember seeing the trailers but i also think like this is probably like a, a not big movie no it's not you could probably watch it on a plane okay i'm gonna look for it there watch it on a boat watch it, i'm gonna watch it on a boat <laughs> <laughs> i'm on a voyage i should say yeah the last one. Uh, so that's what you've been watching, those, those two movies? Yeah. Um, Ninja Turtles, I would totally recommend. Okay, cool, cool. You're a huge Turtles fan already, right? Yes. Uh, I, I think they'll make a sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. I mean, we talked about there's like plans for that already. I think there's making a TV show ready for that, too. Um, I While you were gone, you were on your trip getting your, your tattoo. I also watched a movie on my own. I watched Barbie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, w- it was kind of weird watching Barbie as a dude. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I kind of watched after the fever of it, of the summer excitement for Barbie kind of died down a bit already. Right. Uh-huh. And, uh, I thought it was still a pretty good movie. I, I'd said it like I was at a family party and someone kind of just spoiled the whole story to me. Oh really? Why I, did you? I was kind of like, it was kind of quick and rushed and it like went through the whole story. I was like, uh, I kind of want to watch that. <laughs> but what they told me was sounded pretty good and they wanted to watch it. Um, I might spoil a little bit here, but I mean, I want to watch it. Okay, <laughs> good, good. It it has like three themes, really, right? Like the underlying with all the 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 Barbie aesthetic of the everything. It's it's got the gender politics of it all. Okay, the existential crisis. And pink, right? I mean, the, the the you can't deny like the movie marketing for this movie was gigantic, everywhere, right? Yeah. It was everywhere. Um, I think Mattel, like you know, the company itself, mm-hmm. was making a big push into being a digital property company now, not just a toy company, like like Disney kind of did, right? They they were the right. cartoons at first, and they like expand to everything. Uh, that's media. what they want to do now. I think that's what Mattel wants to do, right? Okay, cool. So I think they want to be a player in that, and this was like really the jumping off point for that i hear do you know what else mattel owns i think they own hot wheels oh i think they own a lot of board games right i think i think they own like the sorry board game i think so i oh, can't wait for these movies i think that's gonna be gigantic yeah um i th- i saw like there was like a list of like 10 like like 15 different 
toy and board game properties they're like we're gonna make these into movies like seriously <laughs> like it's it's set in, like you know how like marvel does like the timeline thing oh they did that i don't know if they did a timeline but they had like a list on like on twitter on x and they're like yeah we're gonna make these into movies like mattel said that yes really? i think mattel wow all right um but i don't know if it's gonna happen i might maybe they're just like blowing smoke but i think barbie was a good move right i mean it's a property people already know maybe people forgot about yeah but it's got everyone's um i think nobody played with barbie that that's my age or younger right like, really okay i i think i don't know you didn't play with barbies i know no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but i think it was a good move it they twisted it right they changed it into something that is of the moment today with the topics right okay. like that i mentioned um and i all in all i think it was all pretty good performances from everybody because there's, mm. there's some good jokes in there right margot robbie's playing the stereotypical barbie like that's what she's called in the movie right she's like the stereotypical pretty barbie like okay. the model so i she was like kind of like fit into that role and then ken ryan gosling one of my favorite actors was like the butt of the joke for like the first half of the movie right mm. we'll kind of see what it is in the in the trailer and then, like, he's just, like, the, the butt of the joke for so long. And then there's, like, a twist and things change at a certain point. And I, I thought it, it was pretty well done how they kind of, uh, we know that, like, she gets jumped into, like, quote, unquote, the real world. Right. And uh, freaking Mattel, the company itself, plays a character in, in, okay. the, in the real world, right? Sure. And then, you know, the existential crisis moment of, like, her, she's, like, a she's a doll. She knows that she's a doll. But she's played by like girls of the real world. You're right. Like, how does the Barbie uh, affect the girls of the real world? Is like the story basically. Okay. But I mean, I think that story was pretty well done. I like the aesthetic of everything. I everything is all pink and kind of like plastic. Yeah. But if you like, I would say if you liked the old like Tim Burton movies. Oh really? Okay. Like everything's like miniatures, like Beetlejuice, or like that's how it is. At some moments, yeah. Like oh. like um, not, not like the same color it's not black it's pink yeah yeah um but like uh when she goes up to like this one big house on a hill uh barbie house whatever it feels a lot like um edward scissorhands when he goes up uh, to like the up in the hill it feels like everything is just a miniature and you could pick it up in your hand or whatever okay so that kind of fun aspect of it really landed for me um there are some other characters in it like there's kate mckinnon she's like quote unquote the ugly barbie that like <laughs> everyone's played with and ripped up their heads or whatever and looks like a, a beat up barbie um there's just a bunch of other barbies I, I can't name all of their names but there is one that was from uh that show sex education the one that everyone says looks like margot robbie okay Do you know that actress it? yeah she's yeah. in it um there's other kins there's um Super Scroll is one of the Kens. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's one of the Kens. Also, Shang-Chi is one of the Kens, right? As yeah. we know. Um, uh, Michael Sierra's character was kind of funny because he, he, it's almost like he's the real person in uh, the Barbie land. Oh, really? I thought that was pretty good. I thought that landed well. Um, and then there's also real people in the in the storyline, like America Ferreira, I think is her name, from uh, Superstore. She yeah. plays a role as like a real person, is, is prominent and kind of like... Uh, big connections to Barbie in, in the, the storyline. Mm -hmm. um, and then Will Ferrell, I thought he was going to be the big bad of the whole thing. And he, he kind of is, you know, uh, him being like such a funny guy, but a twist of being an evil exec yeah. kind of is, but he's not really the big bad at the end of the day. You have to like figure out who it is in, in the story. 
But Will Ferrell had some funny jokes as like the executive motel. And I think um, I saw like clips of like online of like the actual executive, like the CEO of Mattel, like buying into the joke. Like, yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm like. <laughs> okay. Uh, but... You know, it, it's the whole thing of like a company and a, and a consumerism and the property of, of Barbie, but the, what she means to the to the girls of the world and how how big the influence of that that character is, I guess. Um, and I thought it was a good twist. I think Greta Gerwig did a good job of um, telling a great story. I think it was it her her husband Noah Baumbach. Yeah, wrote the story too. Okay, and I think it's pretty interesting how they take this take this thing that. I think nobody cares about it anymore and kind of make modernize. I don't know if this is going to make kids want to buy Barbie dolls, but it could sure uh, sell clothes. I think right, like yeah. sell pink clothes everywhere uh, and make it, make it a, a media powerhouse like that. Would you say you're a Greta Gerwig fan now of her movies? I would say I am. I think I've been a, a fan of her for a while now. Um, like uh, Lady Bird, I really liked. Yeah. I've watched that movie a bunch of times. One of my favorite movies now. Um, have you ever seen Frances Ha, the, the huh? movie? <laughs> no. I think she stars in it. I'm not sure if she, if maybe Noah Baumbach or she directed it, but she plays like a dancer. That's kind of like, one. she's kind of like, um, not, not necessarily like an airhead, but she like doesn't care about like maybe important things in life. I don't know that movie. It's a pretty good movie. I like it. I, I enjoy it. I think Greta Gerwig really has an uh, appreciation for film. She's one of those like, you know, I think she really does like those like old films and that influence this a lot. Like the like um, classic films and stage plays that are just so like decadent in ways. Right. And you could see that in the style of all the Barbie costumes and stuff like that. Do you think um, there could be like a spinoff of Ryan Gosling's Ken? Maybe. There, there's some story there to, to be drawn out, I think. Okay. Um, I don't know. It kind of is true that there's no, there's no, uh, it's Barbie and Ken. It's not just Ken. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, and then the big question is: Is it better than Oppenheimer? You have to be. You have to be in the movie for either of movies. You know, <laughs> that was the big question. That was Barbenheimer was the talk of the summer. Yeah, I, I think I made the right choice of watching Oppenheimer first because it was a bigger deal for me. I thought, I thought everyone was gonna like that movie. I think it's mixed reviews now. Like people don't love it as much as other Nolan movies. I didn't. I didn't expect that coming. But I really liked Oppenheimer still. Okay. Um, I haven't seen either. I know. It's just so weird. You've never watched. Did you know there's a, a woman named Barbie Oppenheimer <laughs> in real life? And she had like the weirdest summer. Wow. Is that crazy? Barbara Oppenheimer. And then... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that that whole movie marketing, they're going to try to do that for every two movies that are happening on the same date now. Yeah. You know, well, it's going to happen. I don't think there's going to be two movies on top of each other anymore because Taylor Swift announced her movie and all the movies oh, around it moved. Crap. Yeah. I the, the Era's movie, whatever, tour movie. Yeah. Uh, do we want to watch? I don't know. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> I'll have to watch like Oppenheimer, like, you know, analog to that. I don't know what that is There's yet. Nothing, but nothing close is going to come out Everything around pales in comparison. Uh, I heard like it made its money back already and it's not out yet. I heard it's going to... It's You know what I mean? Scheduled, yeah, because pre-sales. Yeah. I heard it's it's going to make $100 million opening weekend. Oh my god. It's days. a prediction. Yeah. I mean, she figured it out with the money thing. I want to watch it. <laughs> what story? There's no story, right? It's just a concert? It's about her to the con making the concert. Like behind the scenes? And then the songs. You, you just get her to see like perform them, right? Like across the different you locations. You just get to see her perform. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was, yeah, that's it. I get to. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, Barry, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend it if, if you can get through the pink. Okay, I think it's coming out um, digital coming soon, I think. Like I think so. This week or something like that. Yeah, so I'll yeah. try to pick that up. Yeah, I think on rent or whatever yeah. or buy. But uh, I liked it. I don't know if I liked it as much as you like Turtles, though. Pretty I've not seen Barbie or Oppenheimer, but I've seen Ninja Turtles twice already. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> All right, anything else you want to bring up? Uh, that's it for me. Uh, I might watch Barbie again. It was kind of fun. Wow, okay. Um, if you guys have not yet, also don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Let us know which one you like better, Barbie or Oppenheimer. I pick Ninja Turtles. Uh, and uh, yeah, just search us in your podcast app and hit that follow button. You can also search us up on uh, Instagram, X, and Facebook. Please find us over there. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. I appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week again with another comic. Uh, we're not taking a break for a while, I don't think. So we'll be on and on and on again. Till then, can you hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See you later, guys. Yeah.